Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. This is sort of a special bonus episode of the Silver Screen Podcast because Oscar nominations came out today, the day we're recording this, on Monday, which is January 13th for the Academy Awards, which are coming up on February 9th on ABC. No host again this year, just like last year, but the nominations are out, Katie. I know this is always a very exciting time for you and for me because we always look forward to the Oscars. It's the big awards show for movies, and so we're just going to talk a little bit about the nominees and kind of what we thought on this little shorter bonus kind of episode of the podcast. Jared, today was a great day. Um, Everyone at my job thought I was crazy. Not really because they are used to my personality, but I told them they would come into work and I'd say, happy Oscar nomination day. Um, And then my friend Bill and I, Bill I've mentioned multiple times Mm -hmm. on the podcast, but he's a good friend at work and he loves movies just as much as we do. Um, Might be a good future guest actually for the episodes, but um, he and I talked about it all day. Like we, whenever we got a break or had a snack or whatever, we talked about the Oscar nominations and we're very much in tune with, I I think like things that we are upset about and things that we're totally excited about. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, My workplace, nobody really cared about the Oscar nominations except (laughs) me, the the one guy that would have cared. And I actually talk a lot about movies with him. He was sick today, so I'm sure he saw him, but he wasn't he wasn't in to talk with because normally we have a nice little chat about movies. So (laughs) wait a minute. Was he sick or did he miss work so he could watch the nominations? I think I think he was sick. So I think he was legit sick. So But anyway, we'll go ahead and just get started. There's some snubs. There are some surprises. We'll get into those as we kind of go along here. But we'll just start with the big award, which is Best Picture. If you don't know, the Academy has to nominate at least five movies, but they can nominate up to 10. That rule changed a couple of years ago. They decided to nominate nine this year, and the nine movies are Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And Katie, I don't really have any problems with these, honestly. We've seen most of these. We've seen seven out of the nine of these so far, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite being the only two that we haven't seen. But of the ones that I have seen, I think this is a a pretty good list for Best Picture. I don't think there's anything that got omitted that I would have put in there. The, I actually love this list. I am not upset about it. I just wish Peanut Butter Falcon got a little bit more recognition. Like I wish it had somehow like slid in there by accident as number 10. Yeah, it didn't it didn't really it didn't get any nominations at all. I was a little surprised that it didn't at least get like a script nomination or something like that. But I could yeah, have seen that yeah. getting That's in. That's what I thought too. I thought maybe Knives Out would also possibly get in for Best Picture. Yeah just because mm-hmm. it was really popular and people and it did well at the box office so that was a little surprising it did get a screenplay nomination but did not get in there for best picture so i don't know of the one more that they could have added i think there's maybe like three or four movies they could have chosen from but they decided not to not to go that direction i mean i get it it's it's fine. I'll get over it. I'm, I'm actually best pictures are what i'm least upset about i think that they have a really good well-rounded variety of mm-hmm. movies and different actors and different genres. So I think this is actually a really good category. I think so, too. You have, like you said, all different types of movies. You have some dramas. You have 1917, which is a big action movie. You have some movies based on real-life events, some fictional stories, a foreign film, you know, some ensemble cast, some movies that are more highlighted by one or two people. So I think it's really, like you said, a good mix of, of films and best picture this year. 
Now, what did you think about uh, acting categories? So for the acting categories, one thing that I saw a lot that was surprising, that people were surprised she did not get nominated, is that Jennifer Lopez did not get nominated for Hustlers. And she gave a really good performance in that movie, and it got a lot of buzz when it came out a couple of months ago. But she did not get in for any for supporting or for Best Actress. Scarlett Johansson got two Oscar nominations, her first two nominations for Marriage Story for Leading Role and then for Supporting Role for Jojo Rabbit. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, so I thought that was a little interesting. And then I didn't expect Tom Hanks to get a nomination, but he's in there for once or for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, excuse me. And then Florence Pugh also sneaked in for Little Women as well. I Now, did Scarlett Johansson, I could be wrong, but did she get nominated for Lost in Translation? I do not know. Um, I'm going to look it up. I think she did, but I'm not, I'm not upset that she got nominated twice. I am upset JLo didn't get a nomination. I'm trying to think now actually like who I would have switched out, but I, I don't know that that's even fair because I didn't see Kathy Bates performance and I I haven't seen, I haven't seen bombshell. Um, I don't disagree with the other ones though. So I don't know what I would do, but I'm I'm really disappointed about the JLo thing because I I think JLo has proven that she can act. I I mean I don't I don't think she is necessarily like a like a Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. but I I also don't know that how many more opportunities she's going to get to get one. Whereas I think ScarJo and Margot Robbie are so on the rise that they're just going to get chance after chance after chance. Also interesting that they that Scar or that Margot Robbie got nominated for Bombshell and not Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that was kind of interesting because Bombshell has been pretty well received, but not as well received as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Although you could argue argue she doesn't have a giant part in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So Bombshell, she probably has a little more oomph to work with, a little more gravitas. And then going back to your question about Lost in Translation. Yes, she it, hadn't. Sorry. Correct. Yes. But so, it is super cool that double nominations her first time around. I know. That's pretty crazy. So supporting, I was fine with kind of everybody that got nominated. I think they're all good performances. Um, Pacino and Pesci get in for The Irishman. De Niro does not in the leading role. So that was kind of interesting there. Also for The Two Popes, it was interesting that Hopkins is supporting and Price is in the lead. I guess that's just how they submitted them. But uh, I don't know. They're kind of basically equal in that movie. So I guess you just had to kind of pick one to put in one category and one to put in another. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy about Tom Hanks, obviously. Um, I I'm not surprised about the two popes. I don't. They're both powerhouse actors. I'm not upset mm-hmm. about it. I'm really not upset about De Niro only because I wouldn't say he did anything in that film that I haven't seen him do before. Yeah. I don't mean that in any disrespectful way, but I feel like he's already won multiple times. He's nominated every other year. He's good at acting. We get it. So I'm not upset that he got left out. I'm more just... Um, I... I yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't upset about these. I do think the women, though, it's like the most jam-packed acting category, both in supporting and leading, that I've seen in years, actual years. Yeah, I don't know so, who, like for actress in a leading role, I have no idea who's going to win this. Cynthia Erivo, no. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan, Charlize Theron, and then Renee Zellweger. They're saying Renee is the favorite for Judy. I liked that movie. I thought she was good as Judy Garland. Really? 
But I, yeah. I think looking at these performances, I think Cynthia Erivo, Scarlett Johansson, and Sersha all gave better performances than Renee Zellweger. That's exactly. I love those three. I am so happy Cynthia made it into this category. I loved Harriet, and I feel like there's been a drop off of people talking about it, but it has stayed in the forefront of my mind. So. I'm really happy to see the Harriet nom. And she definitely leads that movie. So that was oh, cool she to, does. to see her in that. The Antonio Banderas nomination for Pain and Glory. This is a movie that I haven't seen. It got no other Oscar nominations, I believe, except for actor. And it also got it's also got nominated some other things for, for his performance in that. But I haven't seen it, but I, I guess he's good in it. I mean, there's always a movie like every year where it doesn't get nominated for anything except like an actor, actress nom. And then you you just kind of watch it and you see that that performance is really good, but the movie as a whole was just kind of like meh. Yeah, I I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way to see it. There's a couple movies left. I know you and I were discussing what we have left to see. So I think there's four more that I'm going to make an effort to go see. And the other ones, I'm kind of like, if I get it, if I get to see it before the Oscars, great. But if I don't, I'm not going to worry about it. And that's kind of in that category. So some of the snubs is talking about actors and actresses. Obviously, J-Lo doesn't get in for Hustlers. We talked about that. Lupita Nyong'o, no nomination for us, which again came out early in the year. But I thought she was great in that movie. She gave a great performance, playing a really tough character to play. So surprised that she didn't get any love or that Jordan Peele didn't get any love for Best Director or for Best Screenplay because of how that movie was written. And then also Aquafina, who won the Golden Globe, uh, did not get nominated for The Farewell. In fact, The Farewell didn't get nominated for anything. And I just watched that over the weekend. And it's a great little movie and it's very sweet and has a really good script and great performances overall so those were kind of some surprises in the in the oscar in the acting categories that were kind of big yeah i'm i'm also genuinely upset about aquafina as well because i haven't seen the movie yet but i don't think people usually don't talk this speak this highly about movies unless it's kind of like warranted and also she just i she's one of those people that i think not only because the the good parts are not created a lot of times for Asian women, but also she's a comedian first and foremost. I don't know how many times she's going to get this opportunity, even less so than J-Lo. I mean, J-Lo is kind of established and has music and other things to fall back on. And I feel like Aquafina. I don't know how many roles are going to be this perfect for her to come into. So I really wish they would have at least acknowledged it with a nomination. Yeah, I think that she could have fit in. Obviously, those categories, like we said, are kind of stacked, but I still could have seen her getting in for actress in a in a leading role. I don't know who you would take out, honestly, but no. I think she was she maybe maybe, you know, they don't reveal the voting for this. But honestly, I feel like if they're going to if they can only pick five, she was probably sixth or seventh, honestly, in like voting numbers like she was probably really close, but just didn't make it in. Yeah, and I do get a little irritated, though, because they changed the best picture thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yep. we remember that. It was just a couple of years ago. So I don't know why they're like so stingy about we can't have more than five people nominated for acting when I think sometimes they need to. And um, as far as Lupita, I am upset about Lupita. She was so good in Us. I mean, that was the creepiest movie. I loved it. Um I think that's a snub for sure, but I think Lupita, she's already been nominated and won before, so I think she's going to do it again. So I'm not I'm not as bitter about that one, but Aquafina, I feel really bad about. And then one other acting um, nomination that this person did not get nominated, that was Taron Edgerton for Rocketman. He won the Golden Globe. Rocketman did get a original song nomination, got a, f- a couple other nominations, I believe, further down the list in some of the more technical categories. But was a little surprised that he did not get nominated, especially after everybody was 
all loving Rami Malek last year for playing Freddie Mercury, and he was just everywhere. And now you have another movie where, when you and I reviewed that movie, I think we both thought Rocketman was a little bit better than Bohemian Rhapsody, and that Taron was very good as Elton John. And I just was kind of surprised that he wasn't in there. Yeah, I I love. I think I'm going to watch Bohemian Rhapsody more, and I already own it just because Queen's my favorite band. But mm-hmm. I I loved Rocket Man, and it was so moving. Taryn, I'm really upset about not getting nominated, but I did see Bernie Taupin and uh, Elton John. You know, they won the Golden Globe, and it was their first award they've ever won together, and they're nominated for song. So I'm actually kind of hoping they'll win. I don't know the chances because there's a lot of really good songs in here, including Stand Up from Harriet, which is probably my personal favorite. Um, And they're up against, like, Randy Newman and stuff. But I... I'm hoping maybe that will happen. At least Rocket Man will get some recognition for music, which seems appropriate. I think it does. I think they could definitely open the Oscars again with like a performance by Elton John, like they did with Queen last year. Also, oh, yeah. I, I think they should perform. They the Oscars are weird. Like years where they have really good songs, they don't perform the songs, and then years where the songs are like kind of meh, they decide that's the year that they're going to have everybody come and perform the songs. And like this year, you have really good songs. You have the song from Toy Story Four by Randy Newman. The I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. So you'd get to see Adina Menzel perform and then stand up from Harriet, like you were saying. So all of those songs, I think, probably should be performed at the Oscars, especially it'd be really cool to see Cynthia Erivo perform stand up. Yes. And then Adina. That's my favorite. And, and, and Rocket Man. <gasps> oh my Man, gosh. So. <laughs> if she, hold on, I have to check that one. Um, I didn't know she'd get the EGOT. Yes, she's on it. She has a credit. So if that one wins, she'll get an EGOT. Very cool. So that would be so, very cool. Oh, man, I'm hoping for it so bad. But that's my out of those songs. That is my favorite one of the year. Nice. I think that's a good that's a good choice. And those were really good nominees for the song category. Let's go ahead and talk about the directing category a little bit. Because oh, Lord. This Buckle is the one up, people. This is the one that is getting the most conversation today. So you have Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. No Greta Gerwig. All male directors, once again, even though there were a bunch of females that made great movies this year, some of which we've mentioned, The Farewell, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, you know, um, Little Women, Greta Gerwig directing that. But these five nominees are all male in the directing category. And I I don't, like you said, if we are going to expand Best Picture, we could totally expand directing to put one or two more in there. Or I'm thinking out of these five we probably take out Todd Phillips, honestly, for Joker. I haven't seen Parasite, but I've heard that's a really good directed movie. You know Quentin and Martin are going to be in there. And then Sam Mendes, after seeing 1917, I think that's totally warranted how he directed that. But I think, you know, you gotta, you might take Todd Phillips out and put Greta in that spot. I'm straight up furious. Um, I, I fully intend to tweet about this and tell anyone who will listen, because I I think this is unfair. Um, like uh, on a serious level, I know I'm dramatic, but I'm really <laughs> upset about this. I would easily take out Martin Scorsese, who I love, but I'd take him out and mm-hmm. I would take out Todd Phillips and I would put two women in there um, or I would have added to the category. But easily I would have cut those two out. Quentin, I think, deserves a nod. Yeah. The the parasite. I don't want to. Bong uh, Joon Ho. I think name. is how you say his Thank name. Thank you, Bong okay. Joon Ho. Um, and then Sam Mendes. Yes. Okay, I get it. Uh, he did a great job with that movie. We saw it over the weekend. But I I'm just furious about it. And just to just to give you a picture of all the women they left out. 
Lorene Scafaria for Hustlers, Lulu Wang for The Farewell, Casey Lemons for Harriet, Marielle Heller for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Olivia Wilde for Booksmart, and Greta Gerwig for Little Women. All of those movies were exceptional. The Farewell is the only one I haven't seen. And all of them, I wouldn't be upset if they were nominated for directing. So I just think that's six people off the top. That's not even all the ones. I read a great article that was, um, it was by Slate. Okay.com and it says does the academy think little women directed itself <laughs> and uh, by the way it didn't and then it tells you all of the nominations like all the women that were inc- were not included um so that just made me more upset i was already upset but i'm i'm absolutely furious and i think this has to change and i don't think this has anything to do with times up or anything like that i'm i'm just furious that this was a clear and direct move from the academy to only pick men and I think, too, you have this whole thing. The Oscars is all about like loving movies and everything. And all the time they nominate movies that don't do super well financially, but are really good or have really high critic scores or paint a cultural, you know, they get, deliver a message or, you know, talk about what's going on in the world at the time, things like that. So the fact that they nominate these five guys for directing, like you said, is is fine. But if we're really going to try to push this whole, we need more original stories, we need more diversity at the Oscars, things of that nature, then I think you do have to nominate some women in this category. People were saying too about the acting nomination, Cynthia Erivo, the only person of color to get nominated in any of the acting yeah. categories. So yeah. Are- and then the, you know, we had an Asian woman win a golden globe and she's not even included as a nomination. Mm-hmm. And then all of these women that directed too. first of all, Olivia Wilde's story was original. Yep. Um, a lot of them were original Marielle Heller, this is the first, I think this is the second big thing I've heard of her directing, but phenomenal. Um, Hustlers, think about how much, what a bang that movie made. And it didn't have to do with being about strippers. Like that movie had a lot of heart to it and a clear storyline. And then Lulu Wang, we have, that's an Asian director. She made a phenomenal movie right out of the gate. And Casey Lemons is a woman of color. I just don't get it. And then Greta, I think Greta's proved herself time and time again. And honestly, I'm, it's a little, as a person who's in a very happy, equal partnership relationship, I would still be disheartened if my boyfriend got or partner or fiance or whatever um, got nominated and had a very good chance at winning best director or winning like best picture um, like like Noah Baumbach does. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even get nominated like that would be hard. I know she's supportive and she's an adult and a wonderful person, but that would still be really difficult. And I'd be interested to see if he wins or if Marriage Story wins for Best Picture. If yeah. he get, especially if he wins Best Director, if he gets up there and says something about Greta not getting nominated, I could totally see him possibly doing that um, to just kind of throw it out there that like, hey, she should be nominated in this category. She directed a really great movie too. Things like that. You know, I'm going to share my award with her. Something like that. Who knows? He could say something like that if he wins Best Director. Honestly, Best Director is probably going to go to either Bong Joon-ho or... Maybe Sam Mendes for 1917 or Tarantino. Those, I think, are probably the top three at this point So for for getting that. I only have a few more categories that I want to kind of hit on real quick. Um, One thing I did want to mention, Star Wars got some nominations. So that was interesting. It It came out really late. It was fine, but it wasn't like the most amazing Star Wars movie ever. So that was kind of interesting that it got in. 
um, Best Animated Feature Film, Toy Story 4, Missing Link, Klaus, I Lost My Body, and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Frozen 2 did not get in, so that was a little surprising. Um, I have seen two of the films on this list, Klaus, which is on Netflix, and then Toy Story 4, and I think you can never bet against Pixar in this category. I think Toy Story 4 will probably be winning this. I mean, I'm okay with it. Plus, Tom's in it. Yeah, Tom will get to go up there probably on stage and give a little shout out. So That was one of my top 10 films of the year, though. So I really enjoyed Toy Story 4. It was really good. So the only other ones I wanted to kind of hit on, best original score. I think this is another very stacked category. You have um, yes. Joker. I do not know how to say this person's name, so I apologize. I'm not even going to try because I will butcher it. Uh, Little Women, Alexander Des- Desplat. Narandi Newman for Marriage Story, Thomas Newman for 1917, and John Williams for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Those are some great scores right there, especially when we when I think back to when we talked about those movies. We we talked about the music in a lot of them. We talked about the music in Little Women. We definitely talked about the music in Marriage Story. I know we're going to talk about the music in 1917 because I thought that score was just incredible by Thomas Newman. So this is a really loaded category. Yeah, I I was gonna attempt the Joker, the okay, go ahead gentleman's name, like. but I can't say no, I can't say it either. I know Hildor <laughs> is the first name. Um yeah. but yeah, I I agree with you. I think that's gonna come up on our 1917 episode. The Thomas Newman score was fantastic. Still though, I I even took in so much of the music from Joker, Little Women, and Marriage Story, mm-hmm. like it stopped me from being able to focus yeah. a little on the movie because I was so moved by the music. So this one I think I think could be anyone's game. I don't honestly know who has the the best chance in that category. And then the only other ones I wanted to hit on were writing real quick. So for adapted screenplay, we have The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. I think this is fine. I don't. I can't think of another adapted movie that you would put in here. Maybe Harriet Mm-mm. you could possibly throw in. That had a pretty good script. I'm trying to think of things that were adapted off of something else. Ford versus Ferrari might be another one that you could possibly put in. I mean, that had a pretty good script. Um, but those are the only two that I think were kind of omissions possibly in this category. I I want Little Women to win and Greta would get an Oscar. But yep. also out of that category, I do like Little Women the best out of those screenplays. I do too. I think it's the best one out of these. I could see them giving it to the two popes possibly. And I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, so I don't know how good the screenplay is for that. But I think that those two might be their only real competition. The Irishman screenplay is fine. Something super special. No. Joker that really doesn't even, I mean, it has a screenplay, but like there's so much like dead space in that movie of silence and things yeah. like that, that there's not a lot of like written, it doesn't have as much dialogue as some of these other movies do. Yeah. I think it would be, I, I'm going to see Jojo rabbit. I think it's going to be between little women and Jojo rabbit. Mm-hmm. I could see the two popes being a contender, but I definitely yeah. don't think Irishman or Joker have a chance in that category. And then finally for writing original screenplay, you have knives out written by Ryan Johnson, which was very cool to see him get an Oscar nomination. I thought that was a very good script. It kind of keeps you guessing the whole time. And the whole reason because of that is because of the script and the way he wrote the story. So I thought that was cool that he got a nomination for that. Um, Noah Baumbach is in there for Marriage Story, 1917, written by Sam Mendez. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, of course, written by Quentin Tarantino. And then the last one in that category is Parasite, uh, written by Bong Joon-ho. So I think this is a pretty loaded category. I think this probably goes to... Tarantino or maybe Noah Baumbach. That's kind of my two top ones, I think, in this category. 
Yeah. Oh, gosh. Who did you say? Noah Baumbach and who? And Tarantino, I think. Yeah, I think so. I could see Parasite. I haven't seen it yet, but everyone is talking about it. And I feel like when they talk about a film like that, that is smaller and artsy. um, I don't know. I really don't know. I need to every year, literally every year, I have to read the difference between original and adapted screenplay. And what they mean, and then I make a decision. So we'll see, but I think you're right. I think it's going to be between those three. Yes. I loved Knives Out, and I really enjoyed 1917, but I, I don't think as far as screenplays go that those were yeah. as good as the other three. Just just so cue the listener in, too, if you don't know, original screenplay is when the story is based on an original idea. It's not, it's not based off of anything. It's something that the writer came up with in their own head, which is kind of interesting that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is in this category because it's based on the Manson murders, which is like a real thing that happened, but I guess there has not been a script done on that before. So, and then adapted is based off of something else like a book or a play or, uh, you know, something like that. So that was, that's kind of the difference between the two categories. So, and then the only other thing is 1917 has a lot of nominations in the technical categories. I think it will win a lot of those nominations in the technical categories because when you watch that movie, it's just like a very technically sound movie, big technical accomplishment there. So like I could see it really cleaning up in some of these categories like cinematography and sound mixing and sound editing and things like that that kind of are smaller awards per se. But by the time we get to the end of the night, 1917's racked up, you know, five Oscars or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I do think it'll win a lot of technical things and I'm not upset about that. I I'm not I'm definitely already not sold on it winning best picture. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I've been wrong a lot of years. Um but I I'll save a lot of my comments on that one for our episode, but yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right that it has a very good chance to win a lot of technical things. Is there anything else you wanted to mention real quick about Oscar nominations? No, I, I just hope I don't sound too harsh about the directors, but it is difficult as a female who loves the arts to see this year after year. Um, And I think it would be disheartening to any of the women, especially people like Casey Lemons. I had not heard of her before Harriet, Mm -hmm. and I saw she had other directing credits, but it's like, how many chances are these people going to get to direct something this special? Yeah. and little women, I'm even I'm I'm pretty dis- disappointed too about all the men I know that didn't go see it. Um because I think people don't know what it's about and so they hear it's about women and they're like I'm not interested, but they don't know what the story entails. That'd be like me saying I don't want to see Ford v Ferrari because there's cars in it. Like I you know that's I think that that's yeah, kind no, of narrow-minded. Was, I'm just was... really sad. Uh, just sad. So I, I hope I don't sound too crazy about it, but I, I'm just really disappointed in the Academy and like to not even throw one woman in there. It didn't even have to be Greta. Like there were six at least women to choose from that made phenomenal films this year. And I was going to say, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about Little Women. They were just reviewing it. But they said, you know, even if you're a dude who thinks you won't like this movie, like, go see it. Like, it's a good movie. It's got great performances. It's well written. It's well directed. They're like, don't let the fact that it's called Little Women turn you off from seeing it if you're a guy. You know what I mean? Basically, just saying your your same point. Like, you got it. You know, it's a great movie. So don't just let that discourage you at all. And then, like you said, some of these directors, like the director of Harriet, the director of The Farewell, who knows? 
knows how many more movies they're they're going to make. You know what I mean? Now, Mario Heller, right, yeah, right. she'll probably have another film that is very good. Greta, you know, is going to have you know more projects that she could possibly get nominated for. But some of these female directors, you know, this was their one big shot. They got you know thirty forty million dollars from a studio to make their movie. It turned out really well, and then to not see it get really any love at any of the awards is probably pretty upsetting to to them. Yeah, it's really sad. So I, I'm just that was the worst part of today. I would say is is just the lack of female directors uh, nominated. So those are those are kind of our thoughts on the Oscar nominations. Again, the Oscars are coming up February 9th, so you can watch them on ABC. Like we said at the beginning, no host this year. So next couple episodes of the Silver Screen Podcast, The Two Popes will be out very soon, reviewing that Netflix film, which got a couple of Oscar nominations. Also, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about 1917, and that movie directed by Sam Mendes, getting a lot of Oscar love, too. And you can listen to the podcast a lot of different places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts as well and check us out there and also check us out on social media just follow us at podcast silver on instagram and twitter and on facebook just search the silver screen podcast links will be in the description of this episode if you would like to hit us up on social media and be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen to it that helps us out too and our next couple episodes will be the two popes and then also 1917 until next time we'd like to thank the academy 